This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Joining us on the Harbor One Hotline, you know him as the co-host of the Midday Program. He is the Fourier of Gresham Fourier, one of the favorite targets of the champion who returns home Sunday for his victory lap tribute and adulation. And once again, the first person to ever catch a touchdown pass at Gillette Stadium, the Razor, the one and the only... Oh, yay. Christian Fourier joins us. Hello. Hey, what's Hello. up, my guy? How about that? Like, is that, is that, that must be the way to get, like, you know, a positive rejoinder is to be a guest. I mean, I get it now. Like, when guests come <laughs> on, like, we build them up. But, like, I mean, geez, that's pretty nice. I feel pretty good right now. You should, Christian. Like, I've told you a million times. First, I love hearing you <laughs> doing the uh, – the color work on college football again. The other night, oh, all of us, yes, all of us degenerates had money on the Connecticut game. That. <laughs> That's why we stayed out. We I stayed have a question out of to touch ask you, you before the game. <laughs> I know, Andy. Andy, listen, listen. We will talk about this off air because, and you guys are both texting me. I only got to respond to Andy, <laughs> uh, but I did get to tell him exactly what was going on. And Andy, between you and I, we will discuss this. Off air. We're not going to get into it now. Ooh, so we can't get into it now. But I hear you, and I agree mm-hmm. with you, and it's a funny story, by the way. Just perfect. perfect. Yeah, like, there's four years. Like, like, I'm going to lose my other job. Oh, no, man. Like, what happened? <laughs> no, it was, it was great. I've told you I love hearing you call in college football games because it's such a passion of yours as well. And then I love hearing the highlights of the good old days, like because now it's just always like, ah, Fourier, you and Grass, shut up. Come on, Bob. Like, uh, people just – they can never be happy with the work we do on the radio, but the the previous you, the earlier you, that like those are the good old days, man. Scorier, like, Christian Scorier, exactly. you had a run. Yeah, Andy, I think Andy called that. I think yes. Andy, that was Andy's invention. I think we you stopped loved it. you. You at named Patriots. him Scorier. I did. You named Christian you, Scorier. That's yep. an un- look at you. Wow, you've been doing the dad jokes and the puns well before we started doing radio. I yep. built him up to tear him down. I built him up as Christian Scorier, <laughs> and, and then I mocked him for tripping on the 20-yard line. <laughs> At Belichick's uh, behest. Uh, it's great. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's, so, Christian. It is, a, it is a crazy week, though. It's I know, like, I'm mm-hmm. just a, it's funny, like, you know, it's a big Brady week, Brady celebration. You know, it was interesting, you know, like, while I was doing that game, they had some, like, you know, CBS executives come into the booth and, you know, and they, these guys really handle like the NFL side, but there's a guy, we were in the area. We just wanted to come see the game, whatever, you know, because that uh, Dan Hurley was being like, uh, you know, uh, they're yep. doing a whole Dan Hurley celebration thing with the uh, UConn basketball team. And that's all they were talking about was Brady day and what they were going to do. And, you know, what they could tell me, what they couldn't tell me, which was really nothing, you know, like, you know, asking me what guys are coming into town and you know, how big of a game is it going to be? Like they can't wait for this game to happen. And, I mean, it is, it is like, going to be 
I mean, I can't remember a time where I was like, you know, maybe when Brady's return after that knee surgery, you know, uh, maybe when he got suspended, you know, yep. but as far as like a Brady return, like which one is is more anticipated? Like after the knee surgery, after he got suspended, uh, or this one? I was actually, I'm sure Andy was at least there for 2009, the Monday night affair where Leotis McKelvin became a name uh, for good in the history of Patriots annals, fumbling the kickoff, allowing Brady to throw those two touchdowns to Ben Watson. I was, uh, Andy, you weren't there in Cleveland for the Brady return week five, were you? No, and I think that changes it that it was a road game. Had that been a home game, <clears throat> whew, that, oh my that God. would have yeah, been but I'll tell both of you right now, I went there. It was one of my favorite scenes of all time. That that was like 50% Pats fans at uh, whatever, Riverfront, River Energy, whatever, the first energy field in Cleveland. That was insane. That was an incredible take. But, uh, Christian, I wanted to just confirm whether or not uh, I know you're going to be at the stadium on Sunday. I think the Patriots alumni has talked about how you're going to be one of the returning champs joining Tom uh, and many others on the field. But can you confirm or not whether Brady has actually reached out to you to see if you're good for 12 or 15 plays when he comes into the game after Mac Jones gets knocked yeah, out? Yeah, no. That's a no. That's, that's an absolute no. I won't be not even close to that. Um, no, man. Uh, I didn't even, like To be honest with you, like I haven't even paid attention to like what the actual like uh, Patriot like, – because there's like the Patriot end festivities – and then there's like off the radar, uh, you know, former players only kind of like, you know, festivities that are going on, guys that are coming into town, like nothing crazy. But, and I've only really been involved in that side. Good. I haven't even like paid attention to what the actual Patriots, I've, I've got some emails. I sort of got a bet I deleted them, <laughs> but, you know, for the most part. Cause I just, I've never, it's never been like, I mean, this may sound, you know, jacked up, but it's never been like a, like a company line, right? It's always that group of guys, at least when I was there, they were always very, you know, listen, we, we, we get paid to do a job, but it was also very a tight knit connected. Um, I would say, you know, group of uh, players that were just, hey, listen, we know what the, what the boss wants us to do, but we also have a unique kind of like, uh, you know, club of our own where, it's not necessarily done with, uh, you know, uh, you know, management co-signing on the things that we or we wouldn't do. You know what I mean? If I can. So I haven't been involved in the, in the, like the Pat side of what's going on. I should probably go back and look at my trash folder and see, you know, what emails are there. Cause they probably want some sort of credentials. Probably should. You probably should. That's very Christian Fourier of you to delete those. Um, so Christian, what, so you were, how many seasons did you play with Tom? Four. So you played four seasons. Was there um, an evolution in your relationship with him? Like, how do you remember first meeting him, and where did your relationship go to from there? Um, the, uh, the the relationship was very – listen, I didn't know anything about him. You know, I had been in a league. I was going on my eighth year, and I had played with, uh, you know, other I, – you know, I just played with, you know, Warren Moon. I had a great relationship yep. with him. So I kind of had an idea of what excellence was. You know, and and I also had an idea of what crappiness was based on the other quarterbacks that I played with. So Warren Moon was kind of my, like, ceiling. And as soon as I met him, I think the one thing that always stood out to me, it was just how I just how he really just rolled into any situation, regardless of where he was. He was able to sit with anybody, offense, defense. He just assimilated into any situation. He was never awkward. It was never uncomfortable. I've been in so many different situations with him 
where it was always like, dude, he said, this is going to be weird. And he just jumped right in. And a lot of it like had to do with kids and infants and, you know, those types of situations where he's the only guy there. And, and it's, it's like nothing really affected him. How does he do know? that? And, Cause how does he do that? Cause he seems like a goofy white boy who grew up, you know, somewhat wealthy. Like how does he, how does he assimilate with everybody from different races and positions and backgrounds? How does he do that? I, you know what? I remember seeing an old like NFL films of like the 49ers and Joe Montana. And all the players um, that they interviewed were saying the exact same thing about Joe Montana. Huh. How he could sit with these guys and that guy. There was nobody that he couldn't interact with. Like, you know, there's nobody there. There wasn't like a, uh, whether it be age, uh, status, you know, uh, background, family life. There wasn't a situation that he couldn't at least go in and listen. And the one thing I, I would also say about him, which I think is very, very unique. I meet a lot of guys, you know, famous, accomplished guys, and, you know, you see them, and they just they can't give you the time of day. Right? They're, they're talking with you, but they're looking right through you. Yep. And I've had that happen to me so many times, especially at the Super Bowl, right, because everyone thinks there's somebody there. And he has never done that. He's never yep. done that to anybody that I've introduced him to. He's never done it to anybody that I know somebody else introduced him to. So if you go to, like, a Super Bowl party and you go to this, you go to that, Everybody wants to be around him. Everybody wants to talk to him. God bless him. Yep. He takes the time, and he says hello. He says hi. You know, and then, you know, we let him go because we understand, like, what the situation. But I can tell you, the two Super Bowls, like, me personally, I had so many of my high school friends and my parents and my brothers and my cousins. They all wanted to go up next to him. And, and he gave his time. Yep. Like, willingly. That, to me, is ultimately, like, what I really admire about him most is his willingness to kind of give his time to his friends' friends, right? Like, if you – it just it, – it, it really shouldn't be the case. You should be selfish. You should be, you should be disconnected. You should be, you know, selfish. He's not. He's never, ever, ever, ever been selfish with his time, ever. And I, and I don't That's know what – amazing. I can co-sign on that because I've seen it with a million reporters or just people making their way through the locker room. And I don't know if it's – um, somewhat of an act or not, but when you have a one-on-one conversation with him, he looks you in the eye and he makes you think, wow, he really cares what I'm saying right now. He's actually, yeah. he's not, like you said, I've been around a lot of people that are looking through you, past you, looking for a way to exit the interaction, mm-hmm. and Brady has never done that. And I do think that's part of the the bond building process when you always hear about, oh, they signed a new guy to the practice squad and he immediately said his name and asked him about, you know, where he's from or you played high school football here. Like, he has that ability, and I do think that matters, and I've never heard that about Joe Montana. That's interesting that arguably the two greatest quarterbacks of all time shared that skill. Well, I tell you what, it's, it's funny because I noticed it right away, and I can say, like, Ormoon really wasn't like that. You know, he, he was he – was, he could get along, but it was different, you know. Um, and I, I remember, like, even while I was just saying, there was, like, different, like, cliques, and lots of teams are clicky. Um, you know, and it wasn't with him. And I will say, like, I've adopted that mentality with him because I remember feeling, like, so appreciative of him for doing that for, like, my cousin, you know, who's never been in a situation like this in his life. And, you know, Bree would never in his life ever, you know, have an opportunity to do this. And he just, he, he was so accommodating. I was like, man, I literally try to do the same thing. 
if a kid comes in, if a parent comes in, if a cousin, like, I make sure whatever I'm doing, I like, you know, it's 30 seconds. It's a minute and a half. What, what do I care? You know, so I really try to be, do the same thing. It's not, a, it's not a different level, but it's still affecting somebody's life. And I think anyone who meets him comes away, walks away going, holy crap. You know, geez, so, this guy. So Tom Brady made you a better man. That's a yeah, good no, he's a real, like, he, yeah, that's I would the whole say, thing. I it's would, not a facade. I'm not even joking. I'm not even joking. Like, it seems so lame to say it out loud, <laughs> uh, you know. But, Tom Brady you know, like, made me a better man. Yeah. Yeah, it did. It's like, and I also remember other kids, like, hearing other people talk about him. Like, wow, he didn't need to do that. I was like, geez, you know, that's pretty hard to do. Like, it just because it, people will ask me, hey, like, uh, hey, when's the last time you talked to him? I was like, dude, I don't even bother him. I don't bother him. You know, I don't want to ask him for anything. Like, I want nothing from him. You know, just like, and, and I just, because I know there's a line around the block for people right. like that. Yep. Oh, God, there always has to be, and, and there always will be, too. People that just, you know, I've never met the man in person, just interviewed him on the radio and, you know, waxed ecstatic about him on YouTube and social media for two decades. But, uh, you know, what What else could you possibly hope to get from him? You caught touchdowns. You went to Super Bowls together. You learned how to be a better guy, a better football player, a better, a better everything from him. And those are, those are just like many of the things that make for the Brady effect. Andy and I opened the show today sort of debating what is it uh, in all of those things, Christian? Is it his insane memory? Is it his psychotic competitive drive? Is it his willingness to outwork people? Is it that magnetism? Or is it just a combination of all those things that helped him transcend the sport and the position and become the greatest of all time? And it seems like the the, the easy answer is the best answer, which is it's – a little bit of everything, but you're giving credence to that that warmth and that magnetism as well. Part of me also thinks maybe that also lulls people into a false sense of security. Then he absolutely just drives one right between your ribs. Yeah, I think the the uh, when I think about like things that impress me about him, um, uh, and now now he's not the only person that works hard. He's not right. the only person that sacrifices. He's not the only person that needs to. We all, if you play a long time. You have you you can't do it another way. I don't care how talented you are, it will catch up to you if you stop working. If you stop, like you literally need to be obsessed, maniacal about your body, okay, your study habits, and like and specifically your body because that's what goes first. And, and the season is so long. So what I am most impressed with, um, amongst the other things, with his ability to continually keep his body and his mind at that high level for that long, which I can tell you 13 years, I was done at seven. Like I was done at eight. I was like, man, <laughs> F this, like this, I was like done. I was so done. It was so done. And I told you guys this story before, because Warren Moon, the one thing he told me, he's like, listen, when you mentally and physically can't take it anymore, when you've had it, when you like F it, I'm done. He's like, get two more years. And that's exactly what I did. <laughs> You know, but he, but Brady, but able to like have that season end either on a good note or a bad note, and then convince yourself that okay, it's um, it's February. I mean, it's uh, it's March fifteenth. Time to start at least you know flirting with getting in shape, and then you know April, then May, and then June. Okay, it's getting serious now. July, okay, full go, and then get through a season. It really is. Whenever I look back on it, it really is remarkable. It's beyond remarkable. Not that he was as successful, that he was able to like stay in it mentally and prepare 
And like, because who wants to wake up and stretch? And like, I got to work out again. Like, I'm 40. Like, who gives a crap? You know, he kept doing it. It is, it is amazing. Like, it just that's that's always what's the, what has amazed me the most is that he was willing and capable of convincing himself to start over again and get back in shape. Nuts. Well, Cr- yeah, Christian, I know you, uh, as, as a member of the industry and the working media now here on uh, Boston Sports Original, you know the term, we're up against it. But I did want to ask you before, we go, I mean, we could talk to you about, now you got me going on 2005 and what happened after oh, you guys. Oh, it's fun. Were- Isn't it fun? No, dude, I want to talk to you about Jacksonville, rolling Jacksonville on Willie McGinnis night and then getting out to Denver and how you got hosed out there and how pissed Brady must have been because that was the first playoff loss. You're, uh, you know, I want to go all the Super Bowl memories and beyond. We could talk Colorado probably for two hours because, yeah. holy smokes, what a Saturday that yeah. was. But um, I will be listening to Gresham Fourier all week for your thoughts on this. But just give me Christian Fourier's too quick, not too early look at how you think things may shake out. Uh, Sunday, because we can't figure out if we're going to see uh, an absolute barn burner or a curb stomping. Yeah, um, I don't think it's going to be a curb stomping. I don't. I don't think. I think it's always surprised me the first game of the season. Nobody's seen anything. They're they're not game planning for anything. I would say the Patriots have the advantage, though, because the Philadelphia Eagles offense is pretty much set. They have tons of film to watch. Nobody has a clue. Has a clue what they're going to get from the from the Patriots' offense. And that's kind of where I thought you know Colorado had the advantage on TCU was that they nobody knew what the hell they were going to do. Nobody knew what these guys were going to do. So I think this is going to be a close game, and you hope they're going to win it. But man, I don't know. I I can't pick a winner yet. But it ain't going to be a curb stopping. This will go down to the wire. It's going to be down to some rookie kicker. Well, I don't. I don't. They're not going. To, they're not going to get pushed around. I mean, it, it may be. I just don't see them losing by 21 points. For not a chance in hell are they going to get curb stopped. Yeah, see, I, I, I'm with Save you, that. Christian. Sounds like you'll be hosting the uh, the midday portion of Moral Victory Monday next Monday on <laughs> w, on a Patriots Monday. One of your old favorites. I hope not. We'll see. But I'll see you down All at right. the stadium on Sunday, Christian. Thanks for sharing some memories uh, on Labor Day. Enjoy the rest of your day. See you, Christian. Go to Rambo. Bye. Later. You're the best. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was Christian Fourier. Nothing uh, is over. Nothing. <laughs> exactly. Hey, Murdoch, I'm coming to get you.